0: Number 17.
1: woo now, this, this now we match the same number as uh, DEFCON this year.
0: Ooh, this is our special DEFCON matching episode. What we're the or f- else we're oh, old enough to drive now. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is Exotic Liability. Hi. Karen, Chris, Ryan.
2: Someone. Hi. Yeah.
0: Yep. Brought to you by ExoticLiability.com. Presented by ExoticLiability.com. Sponsored by ExoticLiability.com. Um... <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Not making 2000 an episode. Oh, brought to you by the people who do this not for the money, but just because we care. Uh, So uh, we have a super neat show ahead. And the reason I say that is because I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. But uh, we got Alex Haran on, uh, and Alex uh, works for Core Impact. Um, And we have been having bar conversations for years and years. Uh, about the security space and he is yet another one of the people that i look up to in the industry because of the cool shit that he does and and his kind of common ground take on security just like you know i I think that us and and most of the people we've had on the show have uh opposed to the people who you know stick their head in the sand and say i'm pci compliant so f you i'm secure um hi alex hey how are you (laughs) 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 there was your intro there's your intro you kick ass. What's up, dude? Yeah, I like it. I thought you just looked up to me because I'm six foot two. Uh, no, no. I mean that, and you know, why do I always have to be your bottom? Um, that sucks. Uh, no, dude. I, you you do some really awesome stuff, and and I think it's it's great. And I I always love the times that we can go out drinking and and talking about security because you end up seeing like Alex and I sitting in a bar somewhere, like ranting and raving about all this other, you know, random shit and security and everybody around the bar, like, can't decide if we're, like, fighting or if it's going to, like, bromance, break out. Um, but it's, it's always fun to
3: have. One beer at a time. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So what's new, dude? What's going on? Ah, not a lot. I'm just uh, enjoying the spring weather. Um, in honor of you guys, I've uh, opened my first beer. Um, I meant to start earlier, but it's uh, ending. Very exciting. Yes.
0: Exotic liability, sponsoring inadequate drinking methods all across the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, turning the security
1: community into a bunch of al- alcoholics, one consultant at a time. Dude. Yeah,
2: but it's only if you go to like, you know, classes and stuff.
0: Yeah, but by the time we hit hundred, we're gonna have the exotic liability AA episode where all we're like, <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Nickerson and I drink too much. <laughs> They're like, no, you have to say you're an alcoholic. I don't want to. I really like it. I'm just going to say I drink too much. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then when you get to the apologizing
1: step, you have to be like, I'm sorry, Ernst and & Young. And I'm, yeah. sorry, <laughs> 40, 45 minute <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, IBM. 45-minute episode of me. I'm sorry, Stephen Chu, for calling you an idiot, even though you totally are. Um, yeah. Alex, did you see that? Did you did you see the little article uh, that pasted Maybe his – okay. Disclaimer, maybe his comments were taken down wrong. But did you see the energy secretary's comments on security? Uh,
3: I don't think I did, actually. What did he say?
0: Uh, uh, Oh, what did he say? Um, (laughs) Well, what he said uh, was we have to investigate whether uh, the drag on our systems is worth implementing security controls. Uh, This is the secretary of (laughs) the energy. (laughs) Yes. And then, wait, wait, even better... He said something to the effect of, uh, uh, we're not chartered with protecting the Department of Energy.
1: We're chartered with doing
0: business. We're chartered with doing something.
3: Yeah. Oh, so, if it, so if someone turns it off, that's not his problem. No,
0: not, no, not his no. shit. That's, that's what I was, I like, in, in like the episode 14, I went off on like the whole like, how is integrity and availability not your job? You're in the energy yeah.
3: department. In the, in the public sector, if something irresponsible turns off, yeah. you're out. The um, the government is just amazing. Mm -hmm. It's it's a drag. Security is now a drag as far as the sector of Energy is concerned.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a drag. Man, this is a total (laughs) drag. I hate keeping my systems up and unhacked. (laughs)
1: This sucks. Well, maybe that's the problem. The DO, he doesn't do such a good job of keeping them unhacked. (laughs)
3: Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's a really winning
1: event. <laughs> maybe they should just evaluate how they're doing security, and maybe there won't be such a drag when they're just not dumping shit at the problem with with no idea what they're actually doing. <coughs> it's like, well, the sales guy said this would work.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was shiny. It had a lot of lights. Enough to work.
1: It's got lots of blinky blue lights.
0: <laughs> that's so awesome. Blue
3: lights, especially.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it has to be blue. If it's, it's gotta gotta not blue. blue, it's just, it's like a lame second rate product. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so what's new in your life? What have you been uh, mulling on and getting pissed about, or thinking about lately?
3: I've been uh, enjoying uh, learning about Wi-Fi and yeah. doing some uh, some interesting things with Wi-Fi, which uh, I've always uh, been curious about Wi-Fi because it takes us back to the days of the hub, as far as I'm concerned. Suddenly, all your traffic's out there; everyone can see it. So, <laughs> how do you protect it? How do you, uh, how do you make it secure and make it so that everyone else can look at what's going on? Mm-hmm. It's been uh, Pretty interesting, just doing some experimenting with that. Uh, looking at the stuff that's just coming out, the, what is it, the common audit guidelines that Eric Cole and some other people have been talking about, Yeah. Um, which is another attempt by the government to come up with a way of saying, here's how we should be secure. Uh, I'm curious to see if this is going to turn into another list of checkbox items or if it's going to be something with some teeth.
0: All right, so to, to, to get you out of corporate mode, what, what do you think about it?
3: What do I think? Well, everything else so far is failed. So uh, historically, I think it's uh, it's got a lot of challenges. The problem is, I think, is actually that that quote you said from the from the uh, the energy guy is that there's no one in government whose job it is to say you have to be at least this good in terms of security. Right. And uh, you know, we've seen what is it, three, four years in a row of government departments getting D's and F s on their uh, their report cards, and so their IP infrastructure and security goes, and nothing happens. They're not punished. They're not, you know, <laughs> nothing changes for them, so they just keep doing it. Right.
0: Well, what I mean, you know, what what was the, the number? What was, like, 59,000 reported successful compromises in government agencies last year? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Ridiculous. that sucks. If I was a fighter yeah. who got knocked out 59,000 times, my ass <laughs> would stop fighting. Yeah. You know, like, I'd be like, okay, not my game. Let somebody else do this.
3: Yeah, they say there's multiple terabytes of data over the course of the last 10 years has been stolen from the government.
0: And that's so not,
4: that's,
3: some of that's laptops and that kind of thing, but a lot of that is electronic over the wire.
1: Uh, and then now it's all available on BitTorrent for you to download. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah,
3: and yeah. you want to build your own jet fighter, just go, and, just go and look for it on BitTorrent. Yeah,
0: that was awesome that that stuff was out there. That's just so... It, it's sad. And then it's not, and then they're it, it's all awesome like, but it's sad. We can stop this by taking down Pirate Bay. Just, <laughs> Come on, you know <laughs> yeah. like please take
1: yeah. down yeah. Google First.
2: There's you also know? the kids who just got a I think they got like a missile like I'm trying to think oh, the missile blueprints, the missile, the missile blueprints. Yeah. from a, a computer they bought off of eBay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good job cleaning your cleaning your hard drives before fun. you sell them.
0: Yeah, that's that's absolutely beautiful. So so <laughs> You know, talking about that and talking about these standards, and and we talked a little bit with Rob Fuller about this a little bit ago, but you know what, what what do you think people should do? I mean, what what do they do? How do they how do they protect against this? How do they stop being, you know, either the target or how do companies find a good company to engage? I mean, wh- what are your thoughts there? Like, what how do you get a good test?
3: Yeah, that's a really great question. I. Part of it, I think, is pe- people just have to care more. At the moment, you've got people just saying, security is a, a negative, it's something I don't want to spend the time on. If people don't care that they're losing electronic data, losing time, losing money, it's hard to convince them that they should be investing effort and time and, and, and money into uh, securing their infrastructure.
4: Right.
3: So I think you either give them a carrot or give them a stick. You know, some <laughs> people, you just got to beat them into it, <laughs> and some people do it because the, the carrot is Everything works better when things are secure. Everything's right. far more efficient.
1: Hmm. Well, so, I, go well ahead. And, and you know, you brought up a really good point. Security, and, and I have yet to. I mean, I, I get it, but at the same time, I don't. Some things just more important than this. If a, if a segment of your business doesn't make you money, it's it's immediately shortchanged as much as possible when it comes to budgets. And I think that's how security gets treated. They're like, oh, it's, it's security. It's a drain on our budget. It's a drain on it. It doesn't bring us any money, so why the fuck should we spend as much as we should on on, on performing it?
3: Yeah, yeah it's, it's a really tricky one. I, I kind of compare it to, I mean, it's a bit of a lame uh, comparison, but I think of it like almost like fitness and health insurance. You know, security is is uh going to the gym every week and working out you know it's a bit of an effort and a drag when you do it but it's it's got be- uh, benefits for your body benefits for your for your well being and increases your longevity Ten testing is the 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 yearly or monthly or quarterly health checkup that you do to make sure that everything is working you haven't got some mysterious thing some cancer that's uh, you know that you just can 't predict coming in just uh, because of your environment or because of things that you 've been connected to mm mm-hmm. I, it, it's hard to, for a lot of people, it is cause and sense. You know, can I point how doing this will immediately make me money tomorrow? or get me it's laid? to do that, but we'll get you laid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's the that's that's going to be my new like security mantra. Like secure your network, and you'll get more ass. You know, <laughs> like we'll give <laughs> It'll you It'll <Karen>. probably work. <laughs> oh, nice. Secure your network. Again, again, we'll trade you Karen, and we'll give you Karen. um <laughs> Nice to have bartering tools. Uh, <laughs> we apparently no, need like, more. like, think about that. Like, like, I would imagine that most of the people who go to the gym, like, aren't necessarily going to the gym just because they want to be like healthier. They're going to the gym to get more ass. Like they really are. They're well, like, yeah. I mean, "Hey, you're... I look like garbage. If I was hot, I would get laid all the time. I'm gonna go to the gym." And then it pushes them through the times that they're tired. They're like, "Oh, but mm-hmm. I can't wait till I can go to that club." So, mm-hmm. so, Alex, do
1: you think? Do you think we could get together with Core and like make a series like public service announcements <laughs> for TV, where it's like, <laughs> "Hack and get you laid. <laughs> Hack and get you laid." <laughs> if you, right. if, we can if you inform
3: our, yeah, <laughs> the kind of woman we meet, you know, when we go out and do a job, you know, how they. they they flock around
1: us. Yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll <laughs> just, we'll,
0: we'll use some of your marketing chicks. It's
3: Hackstar from
0: now on. <laughs> I'm a Hackstar. I, I can picture
3: the t-shirt
0: now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I I can too, but I don't think people will wear them in public. <laughs> or, or they would and get yelled at a lot. Yeah, Like, hey, yeah. that's really inappropriate. <laughs> the kind of shirt where you get thrown out of Disney World for wearing it. Uh, is, is, so 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 is that the tagline of the hacking your box and not even using a trojan exactly nice
2: so <laughs> okay, it's plus or minus seven
0: yeah, more plus or minus seven uh,
2: Alex is like what are you talking about uh,
0: we've we've been casting for too long today and talking about all sorts of weird shit um so you know I, I I totally agree. I think that you know a lot of this stuff one of the other things that we brought up with Rob that we decided would be a good idea uh, is if we could all get together and kind of have all of the people that have some like mindsets and testing and and really are concerned about the customer and not just concerned about ripping cash. Uh, mm-hmm. It'd be cool if we could make kind of a consumer reports or Gartner type e- uh, entity that tested people's services companies to, to really give you like an honest ranking of like how good these service companies are in relevance to how yeah. many engineers they have and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how the hell we'd pull that off, but it'd be awesome to do. Can we use a red, and yellow, and green? yes. I,
3: I, I talk to companies, and uh, they show me reports that they've received from people, and they, you know, they want me to help them understand the report. And I have to say, well, this first 50 pages is Nessus. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's the, last, the last 15 pages are in you know? um, um, that. I... You can go and download both of those yourself and do it every day if you want.
0: Can I ask you a, a wonderfully, uh, let's call it, unbiased question? Um, how many of those reports do you see are from large companies, like wow. not necessarily the company yep. buying the test, but the company performing the test? Like let's say, let's say IBM or ENY or KPMG,
3: yeah, or, or, or how shall we say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yes. Uh, no. Well, the one thing I noticed with those larger companies is they're at least smart enough to put their own logo. On the report, <laughs> uh, that's
0: what you pay the four hundred dollars an, an hour for.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they. Um, but yeah, you see these larger places, uh, and it's—I mean, it, it's interesting actually because we—we've we've, all got friends who work at these places, and there's individuals there who are good, but they also have a lot of people who graduated from university, you know, six months ago, got a computer science degree, wanted to work for a big company, you know, IBM, one of those, because that's where you should work, and they never did a security course in their life, and now they're out there, and they have this script, you know, run Nessus, type in the IP address, do this, copy and paste everything together into Word, email it to the client, rack up your billable hours, and move on.
1: <laughs> well, and that, that's if they actually use U.S.-based consultants They don't outsource it to, like, India, China, and Russia. Yes. Because when you're when you're doing a pen test against one of your Fortune 500 clients, that that's who well, that's you should absolutely outsource that to countries like
3: that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And and also, and it's no problem, of course, that these people in other countries get to learn all the secrets. That's fine. You're right. Saving, uh, well, dollars an hour.
1: Well, they're they're writing the code for your application that you're pen testing. So why not have them pen
0: test it too? Right.
2: They're also sending you the firmware and your stuff. And they also
1: made all your
3: servers. (laughs) Not only did they... all all our infrastructure is built overseas, you know, it's so easy to put a rootkit on on everything and just ship it in. It's just crazy. Yeah, all
0: you have to do is make it in English.
2: Yep. (laughs) It's in English, it's
1: okay. Even even that's optional.
2: Yeah, (laughs) right,
0: even then.
1: God. I don't know what this says. It's written in Chinese. That's okay. Use Google Translate. It'll tell you exactly what you
0: need. You know, that's that's an awesome right, topic. Yeah. Uh, what what are your thoughts on, on that on on the kind of movement to outsource innovation and
3: code overseas? Good, bad. I I'm, don't care. I think it's bad. I think it's bad. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not a local in America, but I I live here now. I have a, a great deal of vested in America. And you need that innovation to be homegrown. You know, yeah. it's it's not good for any country to push all your intelligence overseas and have it. other countries do that work for you. And that's even putting aside the fact that you know the intellectual property is being generated overseas. It's you know your wealth of knowledge is now overseas by people who are contracting to you, not even full time. No, I think it's a it's a very worrying thing.
0: IBM that's outsourcing my- your innovation one. Indian shanty at a time oh. well I mean <laughs> yeah. think about it I
1: mean, I'm sure those guys in India are happy to have a job and are getting paid slightly better than they would have been
0: elsewhere Susu in, India. in the mine making one dollar a day trying yeah. to get like someone her medicine money but at the same time
1: it makes it that much easier to go up to one of them and go hey I'll give you ten thousand dollars US to give, right, to 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 give me this code, code in here or, or to give me
0: so the code cough
1: Adobe cough
3: inside the yeah yeah
1: yeah, I mean, it makes it even cheaper to fucking backdoor shit before it gets pushed down.
3: Oh, yeah. Man. And By the way, you're, you're building routers? Ah, Well flag the routers that are going to go to government agencies, and, and I want you to put this rootkit kit on the, uh, the the buy-off of the router.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, it'll be okay. No one will ever find out.
3: Yeah. Uh, exactly.
1: Yeah. Don't worry. It's well, just you, coming from China. You know,
3: yeah. They'll be working on some other project by the time someone does. It's never going to be traced back. Yeah. Oh
0: that's great uh so what what else is new anything uh, anything fun going on at, at work or new conferences or things that you've been sticking your head into other than wireless
3: uh, I've been trying to to get my head into VoIP actually uh VoIP i am i think I'm a bit late to the game on it in that I literally up until a month ago I haven't really done anything with it yep. um, so that seems interesting Any time you' seen communication over a shared network um, I always think it's interesting to see, you know, what have I cared to to listen into your communication? What what are the barriers for for entry there? Um, so it's that's been pretty interesting. Have you Do do you know uh,
0: d- Alex? Do you know Dave Endler?
3: I know the name. I don't think I've ever met him. He
0: he works for. Uh, I I think he's still at DV Labs and Tipping Point, but he's uh, a badass with VoIP stuff. If like if you if you want to like. Look at some of the stuff that he's been putting out for the last five, ten years. Um, he's he's really, really, really good. And Dave's a really cool guy. Uh, he may be a good person to hook up with. And if and if anyone's never you know read any of the VoIP books out there, Dave's the one who wrote. Uh, I think he wrote the VoIP Hacking Exposed, uh, and he also oh. maintains a lot of VoIP toolkits like CIVIS and SIPicious yeah. and and all those things. And yeah, he's he's an awesome player in that space.
3: Oh, fantastic! Yeah, though. I've just, like I said, just started, but there are some some fascinating things going on. It's a lot of people jumping on board, board early in terms of pushing their corporate communication over to VoIP. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's, a, it's a public network that is going across. It's available for anyone to play with.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's very. Ri- you brought up wireless earlier. It's, it kind of reminds me of when wireless first came out, and was like, "Oh, Web's great. It's okay. It's encrypted." Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, corporations are pumping it out of fast. It's the wireless We'll it like, All of our wires will be great. And then, you know, like six months after that is just when the first web crack comes out, and everyone's like, oh, fuck me. That sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do
3: you mean anyone can break into this with a standing outside of
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right. And, and then, so VoIP to me is kind of the same way, where everyone's like, oh, it's great. it It's going to make everything so much cheaper and easier to do. And everyone's like, well, what about kind security? <laughs> you should probably think about that before you implement it, right? It's security, but
3: it's the telephone. Well, why does the telephone need security?
1: Right. We don't talk about anything confidential ever.
2: Maybe <laughs> the DOE uses those. That's why he's just like, oh, no, we don't need security. <laughs> the DOE guy. Yeah. Therefore, VoIP is okay.
1: He, he actually gave his speech privately over VoIP, and that's how it got leaked. No, I'm just <laughs>
0: oh, that's not good. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to go there. So, yeah, on on the VoIP stuff, there's all sorts of fun stuff. And and, and that's funny because I think that as people are looking more into VoIP, I see this also kind of renaissance on the other side of people digging even deeper into phone and, and old phone lines and, you know, PTSN, PSDN phone networks. Uh, uh, well, going back to old school phone. Yeah, hacking and going shit. back to old phone hacking shit. I mean
2: Is this like Captain Crunch asking me for Barry Manilow earlier?
0: No, that's like Captain Crunch asking you for a little boy. Um but wow. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and bam. Yeah, bam. <laughs> uh look, the name drop goes into pedophilia. <laughs> uh but no, it, like uh you know, HD's project and meta meta project that's working on Warvox. Yeah, Warvox. Um yeah. And Warbox kicks ass uh, for doing, you know, new school, you know, war dialing, uh, and and it kind of associates it in a really different way than it used to. So instead of by tone, it's actually doing it based off of maps of what the sound comes in as and then matching those maps to back-end systems. Um,
3: Or it looks amazing, that stuff that he's
0: done. Yeah, it's really, really cool. If you haven't played with that, it's definitely fun to unleash on actually, big I think, phone networks. Speak, speaking of Warvox,
1: War, War
0: <laughs> I think he actually just
1: released a new version of it.
0: Yeah, I think like, 101's did, out, yeah. or 103's out. Yep. Um, and then what was uh, Telesweep? If anyone's ever used that or not used that or, or whatever else, Telesweep's actually really, really cool. Uh, because it comes from a company that they used to release, like, they used to actually have a war dialing product back in the day that was, like, yeah. 30 grand. It was from Secure Logics. Yeah. So it was an actual, yeah. Yep. And it was, like, a box, and they had, like, a whole hardware platform, and you could go do, like, this mass war dialing. So, TelSweep's free now. Yeah. And it produces Finally. all these, like, dope graphs and everything else, and... You know, those does all these neat things of the system. So I think it's so funny as, as we push some of these technology things forward and we're looking at, you know, securing the new methods, I like how a lot of the people in the security world are also starting to go, hey, now that we're so far up on the ladder, let's go back to the beginning and see how fucked up that is right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, I remember we were at uh, – we were working on a hospital and – uh uh, if anybody knows anything about like hospital systems, the, one of the biggest things that they do is they outsource all of their like MRI scanning and oh, CAT yeah. scanning and stuff like that. Yeah. And the system that they use is called Nighthawk, mm-hmm. right? And Nighthawk by default has to have an open modem line that you can call into so that the techs, and the x ray techs, and the C techs and all those guys can dial into the machine and pull down the records from home because so many of them work for home because they're so expensive. So, you know, you'll you'll be testing a hospital, and anyone who ever tests a hospital, dial their own f- whole phone block, and you will get PHI because you will get into the Nighthawk systems and get all of those scans of people's, like, CT scans and all this other stuff. And it's really great. To put, I mean, they're pretty pictures, so it's cool to put them in the reports. Uh, <laughs> but, but it also makes a pretty big impact when they're like, hey, we spent $10 million on the outside and, you know— IBM's been using, you know, we've been using IBM services for six years and they've never found anything deficient, but how do you have all of my patient scans? Like, oh, I used a modem. Oh,
1: but, but Ernst, Ernst & <laughs> Young and KPMG said we're HIPAA compliant. Yeah. But, but because they didn't use
0: Oday. Um Because <laughs> they didn't use a modem. Oh, God. Oh, dear. All right, Alex. Well... Any, any other uh, good news or places uh, that, that we need to start leading people to, to to follow either some of the stuff that you're doing or, or some of the, the neat shit you started to put your head into? Conferences or places to look?
3: I don't know. I'm trying to get all the conferences in now while I can just because I've, uh, I've got a baby on the way and I think that's going to curtail some of the, uh, the travel that I'm available to do. But um, obviously the big ones are coming up uh, Black Hat and DEF um, I'm gonna try and get along to those, but uh, the baby might uh, get in the way of that. When's the baby um, due? Uh, middle of July.
0: Oh, wow. congratulations! Yes. That's right. That's right. I forgot. The baby's gonna be named Chris Nickerson because it's gonna be born on my birthday on July 18th. <laughs> and it will
2: be christened at DEFCON.
3: On the day, then yes, I'll I'll, I'll do that.
1: Al- Alex, Alex, don't <laughs> don't make the world suffer too, Chris
3: Nickerson. Yes. <laughs> no, that would be fucked up. <laughs> Like, that anyway, I'll get to it all
0: day long. Yeah, seriously, dude, you don't you don't want the baby to talk okay, that much.
3: Who's, who's your daddy, Chris? Who's your
0: daddy? <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <laughs> the most the most foul
1: mouthed two two year old ever, <laughs> know, right? right? Like, damn,
0: you yep. need to put that kid at a hockey game,
1: you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Chris Nickerson enforcer. Oh no, dude,
0: <laughs> yeah. Chris Moran. <laughs> yeah. That, that, speaking of which, uh, muzzles. That's that's what I would need. <laughs> I still need a muzzle now, just for walking around in public. But I all think- right. <laughs> well, anyway, dude, I, I'm gonna let you go so you can get ready for for your adventure going out uh, this evening. Because I don't, I don't, I don't want to impede on the family plans. Because I know that the wife owns them.
3: She does. That's, that's sad but true. I I get nine to five. She
0: gets the rest. Hey, that's that's good. I the, I think that's that's the right arrangement to make.
3: I'm a happy man. It it works well. <laughs> nice.
0: I don't.
2: You mean nine to five a.m. or nine to five p.m. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dep- depends on the maintenance uh, yeah. window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He only gets the time that he sleeps. The rest of that shit's hers. <laughs>
3: exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and when the baby comes, the baby gets the other part. Like
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice
0: alright brother well thank you so much for chatting with us I really
3: appreciate it man My pleasure I love the podcast uh, I'm very happy to be on it
0: thank you Great. Well, you're, you're welcome to come back anytime and if there's ever anything that's super lightning that you, you want to talk about let us know and we'll, we'll call you as soon as we can
3: perfect alright brother thanks Go a ahead. lot man talk to you later
0: take care cheers See you. I love Alex I mean like not like I love gonna propose to him like you, but like <laughs> Thanks. You're better in bed. <laughs> Whatever. because <Hey, laughs> you take it that well. You know, I mean yeah. I'll
1: go accents. back to
2: hiding underneath the table if you guys need anything. <laughs> yeah. Speaking Boy, of
0: moms, is that interesting. <sighs> like wow. Hey, how come the podcast got faster? Is Karen on the table again? Oh. She goes gulp. <laughs> Angry face.
2: Angry face. oh. You guys give me too much out here.
0: Tough shit. <laughs> mere that's, that's why you're here. <laughs> oh, mm. no. So every
1: now and then we can stop picking on each other and pick on you.
2: Okay. Yeah, Point I taken. Think, I think that that's fair.
0: Uh, so what else is going on? Well, I, I think that, you know, fr- first off, uh, wow. Sorry. I just got a text message from Delchi just saying Chew is an idiot. <laughs> 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 Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know you you were talking about that, and I remember when you first told me because it was it was uh, I was just pissed off. you were like, man, I fucking went off on the podcast. It was the day you recorded it, and I wasn't able to make it. So you were telling me like, yeah, read this shit, and you fucking <laughs> pulled up the article and spun around. And I'm reading the laptop. I'm like, wow. Like I read the first paragraph. I'm like, he really said that. I'm like, oh. I'm like, well, maybe maybe he didn't mean it the way he said it. Like I was trying to give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, and Chris was just like, no, 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 no. read more. I'm like, well, but. But maybe he actually meant to say is like we need a better balance securing what's important and 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 he's like no that's not what he meant Fail. he's a fucking idiot I'm like all right cool fine he's an idiot
0: whatever you agree don't don't make no it, I know don't I, don't I, be political. I I ju- I just said I agreed all right <laughs> I was about to say if you're gonna get all fucking I started
1: on I started me, off I started off kind of trying to go I eh, got a wave you can trust fuck you <laughs> 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 wow I got all sorts of new material to fuck with you God. on this is great um. Alright, oh, you know what, there was one more thing I want to talk about. Yeah, that it. same podcast that I missed, you guys called up a guy and he was asking about how to practice. Or no, I did it back, you didn't call him, he left
0: the voicemail. Yeah, about practicing SE? Yeah, and he was like, how
1: do you practice SE? And, and you, were rip, you were ripping on me a little bit about it, about the strip club thing. Because I heard someone like, oh, Ryan's a fuck I wasn't kid. ripping, I was oh, giving you credit. That's right, I'm sorry, the whole whisper thing, that's what it was.
0: I mean, I consider that credit. <laughs> yeah, but I can't really do that yeah, but that's okay. great. Anyway. I know you're attached. Anyway. It doesn't mean you can't so, teach other people. You talk. Well, no, no. Bag. I wanted. To, that's true. So, I wanted to make
1: sure everybody knew. Like, like as much as it's kind of a, a running joke with everybody. Like strip clubs. We're not lying. They they actually do are great places to practice. Like, for twenty bucks, some girls sit next to you because it's her job to try and talk you into shit. All you gotta do is like, when you before you walk in there, go. What do I want to be today? Mm-hmm. And so like, go. Oh, I want to be a political consultant. So what do you do? I'm a political consultant. You have to make sure you, like, practice keeping yourself in that mind space and trying to, like, think like oh, yeah. someone like, you know. The other thing that I want to make sure um, was said is that when you were talking about profiling people, people are, st- like, stereotypes, people hate stereotypes because they're fucking right. Like, everybody fits a stereotype. There, there's, like, what, maybe a dozen of yeah, them Yeah, like, the world. can you dunk a basketball? No, see, I'm a fucking geek, white dude. That's why. Would well, that Damn. too? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a white <laughs> geek, so I can't even pretend to like play basketball or jump. Yeah, well, no, I can jump.
2: White geeks can't jump. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. But no, I mean, Derail. just you know, you, you're, when you're in a bar, it, you want to start practicing. Like, just try and get the stereotype packed down. Like, look at a guy, look at how he dresses, look at how he's talking, or approaching yep. a girl, or whatever. Yeah, well, even when he drinks. And be like, oh, that go guy. Go to hotchickswithdouchebags.com and be Joey Porsche. There you go. <laughs> and that's pretty easy to stereotype because they're all douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a great website. Or I Tucker but, Max. But yeah, Tucker Max is another stores. good one. <laughs> but no, like, like hang out in a bar and, you know, pick a guy out and be like, oh, I think he's like this. Walk up to him, ask him a couple questions, see if you're right.
0: Right. So, uh, you know, and speaking of that, when you're doing your research, uh, there's a kid, uh, Shane Becker. Uh, I think he's from Canada. Um, but he got arrested in Seattle. Why did he get arrested, Chris? Well, um, please, Chris, why did he get arrested? Because he took, and I am i can't show you, whatever, it's on my screen. Um, he took a picture of an open ATM machine, and they arrested him. Yeah, I saw that. Did you Actually, see that? Yeah, I did
1: see that. And um, the uh, the day after that article came out, because mm-hmm. um, first it was like, he took a picture, and I think the security guard held him until the real cops showed up to arrest him. Right. And they're like, oh, it's you know, it's security protocol or some bullshit. <laughs> the next yeah. day on the on, a, on Gizmodo, uh-huh. and I, t- I think I tweeted the link actually, but on Gizmodo the next day they had this picture of a fake um, U.S. Department of Homeland Security like license, <laughs> and on there's like, show this to any. Police or uh, security official who questions you taking pictures, it's like on the on the little thing. Oh nice <laughs> It's a nice little template, yeah. they're like all you gotta do is Photoshop your picture, change some little text, and there you go.
0: That's another insert to iBadger.
1: Right, absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Well that's like do you remember do you remember on the back of those like fortune or not, Soldier of Fortune magazines or like international driver's license for five dollars? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like,
0: and all I send you is a blank little piece of paper. They just send away. you a little piece of paper that you, like, scribble your name on. Yeah. and it, Yeah, I, I love the conversation that they captured on that page. They're like, you know, him and then me. Mm-hmm. So him says, you know, uh, when you're done over here, come talk to me. Me, no thanks. <laughs> him, don't try and leave. I'll tackle you. Me, no, you won't. <laughs> him, I'll call the cops. Me, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> 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 that's awesome you know?
1: That's when you that's, throw in the fact re-
2: I'll call, you, call them for you
0: That's a really good way Of like
1: not of being a smart ass While not pissing them off yeah. Like okay cause I, I won't do anything about it Just yes. go ahead and call
0: <laughs> I'm going to sit here And do nothing Thank you uh, Well it's great Because that same blog post That he put that on mm-hmm. Now there's all these Other people commenting And it has turned into the best place on the entire internet to find pictures of other open ATM machines. So there's (laughs) millions and millions of links. on. There's like 300 comments, and half of the comments are links of other open ATM machines and the styles and models and all sorts of other shit.
1: The last time I I went into, I think it was a Wells Fargo, because I got that that giant crazy change machine you dump all your change into, and I had like a a water bottle, (laughs) like this big multi-gallon water thing. Five-gallon
4: carpool? Yeah.
1: Full of change. I'm like, I got to get rid of this shit. <laughs> Finally dug, drag it down to Wells Fargo. And the lady's like, can I help you? I'm like picking up this big thing. I'm like, ah, I need your change machine. She goes, oh, it's over there. I walk over there. The thing is wide the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, you can like dump open, the change open. in it. But all the locks, you know, they, they <coughs> have, like, the Coke machine lock where you put the key in, you turn it, and you, you, the handle yeah. pops out, and you spin it. All those on the entire- There's like three of them on this machine. <laughs> all of them are unlocked. I'm like, dumping my change in. little receipt comes out. I'm kind of like picking them up and looking. In the middle of the bank, no one's stopping me. Where's
2: the change looking? Oh. Then I
1: had to walk up to tell her and I hand her the little receipt. She's like, How do you want this? I'm like, Well, whatever. Just <laughs> give me my cash. <laughs> I said, By the way, you might want to go lock up that machine. She's like, What? Like your big change <laughs> machine? She goes, Yeah,
2: that thing's wide open. Uh, uh. uh oh, okay. Well, we're going to take care of that right away. <laughs> I saw a similar thing like that. I went to one of the, the drive-through ATMs at probably certain name bank that was just possibly named and its atm machine for drive through had just blown open in the wind wow. so at least its first case <laughs> had so nice. you'd have to go through another lock to get the goods but still blown open in the wind no one saw it apparently even though i'm sure it's on camera
1: well let's not forget the the atm at the parking lot in chicago that we stopped
0: at Oh no! <laughs> we we're we, all three of us
1: are, in, we are with uh, with Chris Gates. We're we're parking the car to go meet up with a bunch of guys at whatever that nerd Chicago nerd thing was, and we park in this little parking garage. We get out of the car. It's like ten bucks to park, wasn't it? Ten bucks? Yeah, yeah, 20. 10, or ten or twenty. Um, we get out and we're walking out the door, and right next to the entry uh, to the big giant garage door entry for all the cars is this little ATM. Well, the back of the ATM is on the inside of the garage.
4: So wide something. open,
1: all you gotta do is take a nice sledgehammer, just knock the shit out of it, walk off with yeah. the back of It's that on was, the
2: sidewalk, so all you gotta do is just put it in your trunk and drive off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty awesome. And and of course, no cameras. No, at all. Like there's no cameras on the inside of the parking garage. So you could just smash the thing and you know, probably take your time and like organize the money as you're coming out of it. All right. Well, away from physical security. Um <laughs> away from stealing. Yeah. Have you have you ever played with Moth? Moth, yeah, it's a uh, VMware image. Um, so speaking of the whole like training thing, yeah, um, and and you know training on social engineering and those things, Moth is actually a VMware image that has a whole bunch of vulnerable web apps and scripts on it. Okay, so you can stand the thing up, and if you want to learn how to do web app testing and actually have a good web app to play with, Moth is freaking awesome. So you can you have stuff you can use to test your application security scanners. Which seriously, if if you're buying a product, right, use stuff like this mm-hmm. to test your product. Right. I mean. You don't have to go build everything by hand and go crazy. Like, download Moth, go download Hackney Bank, and like a couple other places, and just go beat the crap out of this thing in a VMware image and see what tools find the most effective results for your consultancy or your internal organization. Use that tool. Don't just go by what everybody else says. Don't be like, oh, well, AccUnetics did great on this blog, and this guy is technical and really cool. Because, frankly, I think AccUnetics sucks my ass. I-, I think it sucks. Or, like, or, or the. Or- it really sucks.
1: Or, or the other problem, which is like, oh, it, are you done? <laughs> Still, okay. Sucks. So, the other problem, you know, oh, IBM owns such and such scanner; it must be good. Or, you know, HP owns Sp- right Spy Dynamics. Spy. it must kick ass. Right. Don't go by the fucking name of the company to try it. Yeah, yeah I mean, try the- it and,
0: and actually use it in practice. I mean, like, go, hey, I want your at my app testers to do a app pen test with this as their first tool that they run. Mm-hmm. And run it and see which one makes the business more effective and run faster and then use that tool.
1: And even as much as Chris Nickerson might hate acunetics and thinks it sucks, maybe it works out for some and weird reason. And maybe it works great for you. In your environment. So fucking grab a co- yeah And all these guys will bend over backwards to give you a demo copy. For free. For free, yeah. For free. And yeah, you'll get some annoying phone calls for like a year. Just ignore them. Uh, yep. but yeah i mean they'll give you a demo copy to try out you can do a your own little bake off for
0: fucking free and all you need is some time
1: to yep. just sit there and bang on something like a vmware image
0: yeah and and you know and and so moth is really neat i was actually playing with it uh, so, a so couple is, days ago is
1: moth similar to the the web goat thing that a wasp put out
0: kind of but it's it's a vm image I okay, mean, it's a because I know web webgoat's more like a it's train, like an like ISO training, training, training thing, right? Yeah, this is just a like a really really shitty web app that has purposely <laughs> shitty codes and purposely big holes. To that, run scanners against. Yeah, that that your job is to hack it and find all these things <clears> so you can find everything in PHP and XML and you can find all the scripts. And you can even, you know, if you've never done static code analysis or mm. any code analysis before, it has all the code on it so that you can pull that off and run against your source code utilities and, you know, test people to do that. But it's really, really cool. I mean, it's it's something great to look at. You can look at it, uh, you can find it off of bonsai-sec.com. We'll we'll link up. Yeah, we'll try and put a link up. I don't but really think, know. I think Karen's actually yeah. linking yeah. Wally talk about shit, right. so.
1: cool. And then I'm going to go over, as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to go over the ones she's been putting up and make sure she didn't miss anything. Yeah. That's
2: why so. you guys saw this link like two days earlier and you're like, what the hell's going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. Why do I have links
1: to or now episode now two 17. weeks or three
0: weeks early. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, if it's if it's not AppSec that you're you're looking at, if it's actually, you know, you're just looking at network pen testing or a blend of the both, um, I, was, I have a link for it. Uh, it's just, you know, it's a big unintelligible link, so I'll just tell you about it. Um, but there's there's a page that was put out that has like the top 50 sites that you're allowed to hack. Oh. And they're all the integrated app sites that do kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a constant ladder, capture the flag. So you can go on there, you can go to the site, there's always new things coming up on the site, and there's like frames of networks. So kind of like what... Uh, what Rob was talking about with Tim mm-hmm. at White Wolf, yeah. uh, it's the same type of thing, but there's about 50 of the sites that all have different specialties, whether it's ASP.NET, whether it's PHP, whether it's SOAP, whether it's XML, whether it's, you know, network hacks, and there's actually network devices so you can compromise those things. There's even client-side, you know, application utilities and stuff like that. Oh, there's great. things to, you know, go through and test, you know, all the viruses and if it passes virus checks or not. Um, But it's a fantastic resource. So, you know, as you guys are are in times where the people who are out there that are looking to get into the security community, they're looking to increase and, you know, kind of build their chops on doing these things professionally and in an environment that does have some controls on it and they need to do some of this testing or they just don't feel like building a big VMware, you know, farm at their house. Uh, these are really, really awesome ways to increase the skills that you have and kind of get, you know, the the finger dexterity around knowing that these hacks are there. Um, so anytime that you have downtime or instead of, you know, logging onto MySpace and, like, creepily checking out pictures of people that you don't know, um, <laughs> just go bang on a web app for a little while. It's really satisfying to, you know, just beat the crap out of an app, do some SQL injection, or, you know, find new ways to make cross-site scripting fun and install key loggers and, and shit that way, or, you know, use beef and control a whole bunch of sessions or, you know, whatever you want to do, But but... Play with some of this stuff, and it'll actually be a huge increase to your personal skill profile as well as what you can give out to the the clients in your internal organizations. Um, Yeah. So there. Breathe. (laughs) There's also really good, I mean, you know, aside from the podcasts like Security Justice and Hack 5 and and those, um, there's there's a lot of really good blogs out there. So if you're the blogger, RSS type. Yeah. I know Jeremiah Grossman just posted his, like, top five favorite web apps, which is the B-O-A-Z Gelboard is one of them. Uh, Zscaler Research, mm-hmm. which is Mike Sutton, and he's a badass. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tactical Web Application Security, which is Ryan Barnett. Um, you know Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Russ McGree uh, is Holistic InfoSec, like INFOSEC.org. dot um, org. He is—we I, I, got to have Russ on because Russ is definitely one of those dudes who—he's kind of like us in the way that we we all kind of agree that we're really not important, um, but he's the first person to call bullshit on somebody else who's, like, completely, like— sp- you know spreading the fear uncertainty and doubt and he's the first person to be like dude you're totally full of shit and here's and then he does the rich Teener. here's the 96 reasons why you're totally why you're full of shit wrong. Yeah. you know and and i'm going to not only give you one reason i'm going to give you all of the reasons humanly possible of why you suck and why you're wrong and and he keeps people straight so it's a really good place uh and then gareth hayes uh, runs the spanner, which the spanner is fucking badass. Well,
1: uh, and what we'll do is we'll just link to Jeremiah Grossman's blog because it's the first thing on is Wednesday. It on there? Yeah, it's okay. on. It's Wednesday, May thirteenth. Post. It's the top thing right now. Yeah. Now, granted, by the time this comes <coughs> out, it probably won't be. But Wednesday, May thirteenth, two thousand nine. Five great web security blogs you haven't heard
0: of. Yeah, and Jeremiah's awesome. I mean, not not only is he a monster giant from Hawaii who can beat people severely, he's really smart and and he has some really really interesting concepts and you know like i i think that he's made huge progress in like what i've seen of him publicly from when he did like the you know what he used to do before and now where he's at with thinking and the mindset of the whole clickjacking and seo Mm -hmm. like you you can tell that his mind has kind of gone over to like i really need to investigate the bad guy side and he's putting a lot of effort into it because he's coming out with some really really cool shit around Mm that um and White Hat's an awesome company. You know, they, they do some really, really great work uh, on the application side. So I, I, I love to give props to them.
1: All right. I think that takes care of number 17? 17. Yeah. Wow. That takes care of our We Match DEF CON episode.
0: All right. Next, <laughs> next episode uh, that we have coming up, 18, yeah. uh, I think is going to be Matt Uh And we're going to go off on compliance. Bye. Bye.